check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. 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 God. Let's talk Jesus episode, whatever it is. We're happy to be here. And uh, we got the usual suspects in the uh, office today. We got Mike. We got Kirill. We, we got, got Jack. We got Jackson Jackson. Jack Full Wagon. name, by the way, Not is Jackson. Right? Not Jackson. What is your full name? Full name is, according to Mike, uh, Jack Wagon. Jack Wagon? <laughs> Whatever that means. You tell me. What's your full, what's, is your full name? Jack. Just straight. Just Jack. Straight Jack. Uh, my, I named after my mom. I was named after my mom. So okay. Her full the... name was Jacqueline. And oh, I grabbed... so, hold on. So your name, full name is Jacqueline. Well, <laughs> no. By association. Uh-oh. Okay. That's good Maybe. enough for me, Jacqueline. Um, but anyway, we're pumped back to be here. Hey, we're going to just, we're just going to get into it today. Um, it's Christmas coming up a couple weeks from now, really two and a half week or week and a half, I should say. Yeah. Week and a half until Christmas. And, uh, I got to ask you guys, um, Christmas is a time of traditions, traditions. It's a time of holiday, uh, cheer and, um, things that we do on a regular basis. So what is your favorite holiday tradition? I'm a big fan of carols. Not carols, the songs. I'm not going like, to go around car- like caroling. Like 93.9? What are you talking about? Like all the <laughs> Christmas songs that come on. Like around Halloween, I'm straight into it. I like, to, I like to listen to it a very long time and a very like very high volume of listening to it. So like you mm. listen to a lot of it? Christmas songs, yes. And you turn all it up times. really loud? Is that what you mean? Uh, no, vo- <laughs> like volume, like amount. amount. Oh, got it. Volume as volume in. Volume as in I, I bet you turn it up it. really loud, too. I do turn it up really loud, too. Who's you What's your favorite Christmas album? Like, <sighs> if you picked one, the album. rest of them don't exist. I mean, I don't know many albums like that, but I'm a Who's big fan of- Who's your favorite guy of, or singer uh, I'm a big girl. Nat King Cole guy. Nat King Cole, classic. He does classic. Come, come All Ye Faithful really good. Yes, he does. I like some Frank Sinatra stuff. Uh-huh. Um, as we all know, he's the best Christian of all time, Frank Sinatra. Yes, of course. Besides the Exemplary. whole mob, mob stuff. Besides yeah. that, though. Um, who else? Yeah, that's, that's the big two. So Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra. Yeah, and then a bunch of random guys scattered Kinda old around school. here. Kind of old school. I get it. Um, okay, Kirill, what's your favorite tradition? Uh, it's not really a tradition, but one time... Uh, one of This is more of a favorite memory, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Now I'll, I'll store that's the tradition. Recurring. Uh, as well. One time, um, this guy that one of our family friends, he dressed up as Santa uh-huh. and we all thought he was like actually Santa. Like, yeah. He gave, he gave me a hockey stick. He gave another person like a Barbie doll. That's and cool, like, man. I was like, wow, you played hockey? Santa. No, I never played. <laughs> I just That's got cool, a stick. Man. So, so you're saying last year was a pretty good Christmas for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Awesome. That's great. Kidding. Yeah. But, um. Another tradition we do is like, I don't know where this comes from, but I think it's like Ukrainian or Russian. You you walk into the house and you throw coins on the floor. And really? You throw money what? on the floor. It's like is it like your house you say something like open? You know how the Greek people say "opa" and they throw when coins. you burn the, when <laughs> yeah. they burn do you the do cheese. It, do you do anything like that? I uh, I forgot what the saying was, but I think it's like "may your house be blessed with wealth." Say that in in Russian though. Ukraine. Something like that. Cool. And you just throw coins on the floor. Yeah. Or at their face. You're like, really? Come like, and you like, Phew. over them. Yeah. Is this only on Christmas coin- Day or the whole well, week? Well, Ukrainian whole Christmas, but yeah. When's Ukrainian Christmas? 
January 26th or January 6th. So you do, reg- do you, do you guys do regular Christmas at your house? Yeah. And so Ukrainian have, Christmas? Yeah. Which one's Christmas? a bigger deal? Ukrainian. You guys make a bigger deal out of Ukrainian Christmas? Oh, yeah. So you have two holidays in a row. Yeah, back to back, baby. Not back do you guys kind of get not a lot of presents on December because you get a lot of ones on January? No, we do all the presents in December. Okay. But then like actually. Can. Wow. But they do all the change in January. <laughs> yeah, we do all the change. All the change in January. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Everyone goes to their cup holders and mm-hmm. their, you know. Their coffee. Start things. looking inside the couches and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorite holiday traditions, uh, ham. I really mm. like ham. Wow. And we usually have ham at Christmas. My mom makes this like apple cider stuff. Um, it's not really apple cider. It's apple cider, but it's like it has a bunch of other stuff cinnamon. in it as well. Cinnamon, a few other things. I really like that. I don't know what it's called. Do you do deep fried ham? But I just think about deep it. No, just ham. regular regular ham. Classic honey glazed ham. Ham off the bone? Ham up. H-O-T-B, <laughs> ham off the bone. But anyway, Sad. so uh, I'm a re- I am really like ham. Like I like ham a lot. Like you like- I'm a you big- like, You really like it? Fan of ham, fam. I'm a big fan of ham, fam. That's Only awesome. around Christmas though, or? No, I, I am a bit, I, I am, I would move to strike turkey from the Thanksgiving menu. Really? And trade it for ham. Okay. Yes. Wow. Would you I, deep fry the ham ever? No, just regular ham. I've already said that now twice, but yeah, regular <laughs> ham- is uh, is how I feel about ham. Okay. Um, all right. Holiday traditions. Good. Send us, if you want, send us some of your holiday traditions. What it is oh, yeah. that you do, something cool, right? Whether it's like, um, you know, I know a lot of people, they, maybe they go to church. They grew up going to church on Christmas Eve. A lot of people grew up Catholic or Orthodox or whatever do that, which is yeah. a pretty cool deal. I also know that some people, you know, obviously waking up, doing presents in the morning. I love uh-huh. doing that with my kids. That's that's like an obvious one. But yeah. I was trying to think of one. Like uh, sleigh riding. Yeah. Sleigh, yeah. sleigh rides. I've done go, that in a while. You go and see the lights. You go you and see lights somewhere. You do something? Kids sometimes go and see lights. Right? Lights, yeah. With your family. Yeah. Maybe you drive down the neighborhood or you, you have a really cool one next to your house. Yeah. yeah. That crazy one. Crazy. That guy's wild. Yeah. He's got lights on every inch of his house. And his he yard. got his neighbors in on and it. And he got his neighbors. Yeah. Okay. Interesting story about that. And then we'll get going. In that neighborhood, okay. And we don't have to say exactly where it is, but in that neighborhood, it used to be called Candy Cane Lane. Okay. Really? And the whole neighborhood was like that one house. And so people would drive all, like you'd go there in Christmas time and there'd be like slow moving traffic throughout the entire neighborhood, looking at all the houses and the streets and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was actually crazy. It was multiple streets. Like the whole neighborhood was insane, right? The happen is a lot of people got old, their kids moved out. They don't feel like doing the lights anymore. It's a pain in the neck. Yeah. So they don't do it. But it was like a, a, like an attraction in the area. People would come and drive down that. And then you'd like, like, even if you say it now, like, oh, Candy Cane Lane, people would be like, oh, that's all I remember. (laughs) So it was a pretty cool thing like i used to do when i was a kid and nice. uh and so anyway interesting story about that Very but um so what are we talking about today um Kirill, do you want to introduce this topic a little bit do you want to tell us um what it yeah. is that we're talking about today so it's going to be overall two-part series and it's really the focus of a re- having a relationship with god and today we're talking about starting that relationship because I know Mike talks a lot about have a relationship with God. That's the most important thing that you can do. And it is, and we'll break that down for you guys. But And that's the point of this, to, to break it down to, for you guys. You guys understand what it is, what it requires, 
how to do it and what the Bible says about it ultimately. Listen, there's been things like in my life, and maybe not even related to Christianity, but there's been things that it seems like everybody knows yeah. what we're talking about, but, I, but I'm like, I'm not sure I know exactly what they mean by that, exactly. right? And sometimes that's like, and then you'll go back and you'll research it or you'll look it up and you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it now, yeah. right? But it seems like everyone's in on this thing and you think you're in on it too, or you're in on some parts of it, but like the very basic of it, you don't know, right? And that's exactly. that can happen in all different kinds of things. But I think that's especially the case with following Jesus. People will be like, yeah, having a relationship with God, follow Jesus. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, so what does that mean exactly, exactly. right? Like if, if somebody asked me, what does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus, right? How do I start that relationship? What's the right, is there a right way? Is there a wrong way? Is there a whatever? What do you guys mm -hmm. think are some common mistakes that either people think about a relationship with Jesus or something that people just get wrong with that, or maybe they're confused about, maybe they don't know fully kind of the deal as far as I having think a relationship. the biggest common mistake is just thinking that believing in God, like that he exists is the, all you need to do. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I know in some part of James, it says, uh, even the demons believe that God exists mm -hmm. and they shudder. Like, right. so just the baseline belief and understanding that someone exists isn't necessarily having faith or what we need is repentant faith. So repentant faith, I think that's step one. Um, what I mean by that is like repentance, is like turning away from your sin, changing your lifestyle to live for Christ. And then having that faith in Christ that not only he exists, but he has the best way and the best way of living in mind for you. Yeah. So I think that's really step one when it comes to having a relationship with Christ. Because at that point, you're saved. And then from there, you could grow that relationship. Yeah, yeah. so it's interesting, right? Kind of that's one, that's one mistake, right? People think that, yeah, I believe in God. I believe he's real. I believe the Bible's real. I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe he was right. That's one part of it. Don't get me wrong. That's a phase in, that's a step one, maybe, right? Of course, you have to believe that God is real in order to give him your life. But, you know, what are some other things? Any other ideas about mistakes that people make in general about having a relationship with Jesus? Yeah, uh, a lot of people think that because they go to church or they're around mm -hmm. Christian people that they have a relationship with God or that they're actually Christian. Um, I know, like, for myself, when I went to... Ukrainian Orthodox Church, I thought just because I show up to church every Sunday with my parents, yep. that um, that that's all that it requires. That's all that that's all that God is about. Like you're just checking boxes. Yeah, pretty much. Like, right. And I think that the big term there is religion as opposed to relationship. Yeah, right? exactly. I go to church. I've, I read the Bible or whatever. I, you know, that's kind of that thought of like, hey, if I check off these boxes, if I do certain things, then... I'm following Jesus, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what do you think is the change that needs, what do you guys think is the change that needs to happen for someone to go from knowing about Jesus to being in a relationship with him? What do you think are some things like this shift that needs to happen in our life, this recognition that we need to have? What do you think that is exactly? Jack started some of it when he said, um, repentance right yeah i think it's really understanding what repentance is that's a big aspect of it because a lot of people think repentance is just like saying i'm sorry like you just turn to god and you go i'm sorry god for what i just did and then you continued going on and doing the exact same thing without even trying 
to fix anything. So I think that's a big perspective shift to kind of actually, I'm not saying it's works that save you, but it's like, instead of saying, I'm sorry, but actually changing your whole life and changing your whole way of thinking towards Christ mm-hmm. rather than just going about your normal life, saying, I'm sorry once in a while and then moving on. Yeah. Because but, go ahead. But yeah, I think, but before that, even like, I think like there's like some necessary things that need to happen too, like, like that, that idea about like believing in God, like you have to actually, I think you have to actually understand, like Mike talks about this, like you have to understand that he's Lord, like he mm. is actually, he is God, he is real, he's holy and he's perfect and we're not. And we, and since he's also just and righteous, like our iniquities, our sin, the bad things about us, the bad things we've done, the bad things that happened to us. They have to be answered for. And so when we recognize first that, like, not only is God real, but, like, he is everywhere. He is, like, he he knows me, too. And, like, I have to stand in his presence one day. But then you realize also, wait, I'm a sinner. And that that can't exist together, really, like, my sin and his perfection. Mm. And so that's when you come in with the repentance. And you're like, God, I can't believe I've disobeyed you this much. I can't believe I'm such a sinner. Forgive me, Lord. And I want to turn away from that and follow you with my whole life. And I think, like, definitely there needs to be repentance without a doubt. But, like, you have to, yeah, like, you have to recognize his yeah. lordship and your sinfulness. Yep. You have to recognize that perfection is the only way you could get into heaven. And you can't do that on your own. So you need someone to replace you in a way. And that's where Christ comes in. Yeah. The theological so? term is imputation, right. I believe. How so? Um, through that faith and repentance, he covers your sin with his blood that he died for on the cross. So di- him dying on the cross was taking upon your sin. And if you have faith in Christ, um, that, what's the word for it? Sacrifice is imputed to you, is given to you. Yep. It replaces your wickedness, your imperfection with Christ's perfection. Yeah. So there's there's this um, kind of this thing I use to remember and tell people about salvation because a lot of times in churches and places it gets twisted, right? It's like you know, hey, Jesus loves you, and which is true. So don't I'm not saying that's not true. Jesus loves you, and He just wants you to believe in Him. Well, not really. That's kind of true, and He does. Jesus does love you, and He does want you to believe in Him. Mm-hmm. But really, the order of things is this, right? If we're really going to start this relationship with Jesus, if you're going to lead one of your friends to Jesus, if you want to get to know Jesus, it's exactly what Kirill said. It goes Lord, sin, Savior, and then faith, right? Here's what mm-hmm. this is. We start with Lord. Jesus is Lord. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. He's he's all knowing. He created the universe. He spoke everything into existence. He's the author of salvation. Everything we know, all this life that we live um, is, is given to us and created to us by him. He's bigger and more powerful and more majestic and more perfect than we could ever imagine. He's outside of time and space, right? This is Lord. And not only is he Lord, but that means that he's ruler of all. That's what Lord means, right? That's what the definition of a Lord is, someone who rules over something. So so Jesus, God, is Lord of all. Mm-hmm. 
and everything, whether we believe in him or not, everyone and everything is his and belongs to him, right? So we realize, hold on, and what you said, we realize that he's perfect and he's blameless. He's never done anything wrong and everything that has been or will be is created and given to us by him. So that's Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And he is perfect and he cannot be in the presence of sin, Right, yeah. not that he physically cannot, or that's some kind of limitation, but his perfect presence doesn't allow for that. Right, mm-hmm. his perfection, and so then we realize, whoa, if that's true, I can't be in his presence. I've sinned against him. I have sin in my life. Everything I've done since the day I was born, I've been sinful, 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 sinful. Yeah. And I can't be in his presence, right? Mm-hmm. That separates me from him. Without him, I can't be in his presence. Even if I believe that he's real, even if I um, go to church, even if I have religion, even if my parents believe in it, even if, what? It, no, no, no. I have to realize that he's Lord. I've sinned against him and I need him to be my savior, He has to save my life. And how did he do that? He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross in my place for my sins so that I can be made right in the eyes of God. If I put my faith, Lord, sin, Savior, faith in him, Mm -hmm. I I repent of my sin. I recognize first his lordship. I repent of my sin. I I see him and recognize him as my savior and I put my faith in him. Mm-hmm. Right? That's this this little analogy or whatever you want to call it. It's not really an acronym, this little series of words. Series of words. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> series of words that we're going to use is Lord sin, savior and faith. So that's what it means. That's the difference, right? Yeah. And you see how so then we talk about, well, hold on. People are like, okay, yeah, God, your Lord, uh, uh, I've sinned against you, your Savior, and now I believe in you. Okay, I, I got it. I got it. No, it's not like that. A real recognition of that, that he's Lord of all and that he is all powerful, that realization needs to be and should be a life-changing, altering mm. thing in your life. Yeah. That like without this Lord that created everything, I'm I'm on the opposite side of him. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I can barely even comprehend. He still wants to be in a relationship with me. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm going to be in that relationship, I need to recognize that he's Lord and that I've sinned against him. And, and luckily he sent his savior mm-hmm. to die. For me. I think that revelation is like the essence of being born again. That's what it means, right? And we're going to talk about this. You know, if you're listening to this, you know, and you go to our college group, we're going to talk about this yesterday (laughs) (laughs) when you're listening to this because you'll hear it on Thursday. But like, this is what we're talking about, right? And we're going to talk more about that, what it really means. But if if you're truly recognizing that he's Lord of all and that you're sinning and you're against him, it means that you're seeing that your life is leading you to hell, to eternal separation from Christ. Mm -hmm. That's where your life's headed. Yeah. 
right? But luckily, that same King of Kings, that same Lord of Lords wants to be in a relationship with us because mm-hmm. he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be saved and in harmony with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I was doing research for this podcast, like I saw this, I was reading Psalm 139 and it's talking, and that's a beautiful Psalm talking about how God just knows us fully. He knows every hair on our head. He knit us in our mother's womb. He knows every step we take. Um, if we ascend to the highest heights, he's there. If we descend to the lowest depths, he's still there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do to escape his presence. And that's, you know, part of that lordship, recognizing he's Lord and he he's in full control. He's omnipotent and he knows. And knowing that, knowing that he knows our every thought, every step, he knows fully better than us our iniquity, our sin. Like you that's you great. don't you don't even know what he knows about you. He knows every single thought. But then I was I was thinking about that. I thought about John three sixteen, the classic verse for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So even though God knew how twisted and how wicked we are, like he knows the darkest thoughts that we don't even want to acknowledge or bring to light. Or, you know, he knows everything. He still sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live that perfect life for us and die for us so that when we believe in him, we can be rejoined with God. And listen, and here's what this means to someone listening, maybe to you personally, I'm talking to you, whoever it is who's listening. This means that God knew about those websites you've been on. He knew about those lines you crossed with your boyfriend or girlfriend. He knew about the decisions you made to... um to uh, drink that or smoke that thing at a party. He knew about that decision that you made to um, have anger or rage or, or unforgiveness in your heart. He, he knows about all the brokenness in your life. He knows about the times you've been hurt and the time you've been abused and the things that have happened to you in all your life. He knows that um, he doesn't need anything from you. There's nothing you can give him that's going to earn your way into there. He knows all these things about you. He knows all the things that you've done and all the things that you are. He knows the secret of secrets that nobody knows, right? Psalm 139, what Kirill's talking about, it says this, you've searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you discern my going out and my lying down. It also says you perceive my thoughts from afar. You can see and hear what I'm thinking. Yeah. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, before I even say anything, you, Lord, know it completely. Wow. Right? Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn and I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, right? God can't see me doing this, you know, whatever. I'm doing this thing on my own, right? Mm -hmm. Surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb because I I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Sorry, and it goes on and on and on. Well, I know the greatest thing about all that too. Well, that's not all the sin and all the separation 
from God that you might be feeling or all that spiritual separation that you might have could be wiped away instantaneously if you just have faith and you repent to Jesus Christ. Instantly, right. you're uh, yeah. teleported into his, um, what's the right word for it? Into his salvation. Yeah, his grace and his into mercy. His grace. That's the right. word. And, and, and think about this, right? That that psalm about how much he knows us, it's comforting and it's terrifying. Yeah. Right? In our in our lowest lows, in our darkest times, in our saddest moments, he's there. And he sees us and he's there with us. But in our sin and in our wickedness and in our all these other things, he's there and he sees us. But he still desires relationship with us mm-hmm. and offers forgiveness through the death and the blood of his son on the cross. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's crazy. And yes. when you truly recognize that, your life can change forever because the person who created you, the person who the only thing in the world that can offer you purpose and meaning, right? Mm -hmm. I've used this example before many, many times, but an invention, let's say I gave you an invention. You've never seen this invention before. And I asked you what it did. You wouldn't be able to tell me what it did. Right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, if you saw something, you had no idea what it was, and I asked you its purpose, its meaning, you wouldn't be able to know. Right? So, us, we're the invention. God made us. The only way you can find out about that invention is if you go back to the Creator. Yeah. He gives us purpose and meaning because of all that stuff in Psalm 139. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He perceives our thoughts, not only perceives our thoughts, but He perceives our thoughts from afar. Like from a long way out, he knows everything that we're thinking, right? He's with mm-hmm. us no matter where we go, no matter what we do. And he's in relationship with us. And so like he gives us purpose and he gives us meaning and he can change our life, meaning that all those ways you've defined yourself before, you're defined by him now. Mm-hmm. And he's the only person qualified to define us because he's the one who made us. Yeah. What does it mean to have a relationship with God? What does it mean to give your life to him? It means you recognize him as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And also that as a human being, you've sinned against him. Yeah. But, but, right? This is the best part. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins so that if we put our faith in him and our trust in him and we ask for forgiveness from how we've lived apart from him and we recognize that we're not worthy to be in a relationship with him, but we but we know that he gives it to us through Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that we have faith yeah. and we're saved yeah. and we can be made new and the life that we're living now doesn't end but it goes on forever with him in eternity. Exactly. And it gives this life purpose and meaning and direction. Mm-hmm. That's what it means, guys. Yeah. I mean, if you want the, the what does it mean to, to give your life to Jesus? What does it mean to start a relationship with him? Right? Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Yeah. And a lot of times this, all this, you know, people make something out of it that it's not. Jesus wants to be in a relationship with us. He desires it. Right. But we have to know who we're getting into a relationship with. Exactly. Okay? Big part of it. That's the biggest part of it, is we have to recognize 
that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator, the I Am, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, all these words that define who God is, right? The the, the reason where it exists, the reason I can speak, the person who invented and created and spoke everything that I've ever known and comprehended, and he and he he customized my my body, my mind, the way everything works, that mm-hmm. same God, right? Who split the ocean in half and allowed his people to cross, who did these incredible things, who sent his son Jesus, who did miracles and raised people from the dead. It's that same <clears throat> Jesus, that same God, that same person who gives us his Holy Spirit wants to be in a relationship with you. Yeah. How do I know? He sent his son, Jesus, to die for you on a cross, lived a perfect life. Mm-hmm. And died for you. That should, that's, that could change your life. And it's the only yeah. thing that'll give your life purpose and meaning. That's it. That only thing. Nothing else. Nothing else. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's not saying I'm a That's way. what Jesus said. Yeah, Jesus said. Not John a 14, way. Keep going. Not a way. Not his truth, not some truth, not some kind of life, the life, the way, and the truth. So you want to get to, it says no one gets to the father, but through me, that means that no one goes to heaven. No one has a whatever. There's no other way. There's no other trick. There's no other key. There's no other box you can check. There's no uh, uh, amount of success you can have. No being good enough. No good enough. You can't help enough old ladies cross (laughs) the street. You can't donate enough money to charity. Mm -mm. You can't even genuinely be good enough of a person. Mm -hmm. Because if you've sinned once, you're not worthy of his presence. And we all have. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Definitely Romans more than 3, once. Yeah, right. But that's my point. Even if you've sinned one time, <laughs> yep. you've had one evil thought, you're not worthy of his presence. And even if you didn't, you still wouldn't be. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so the, the point is, is that Jesus Christ and the belief that he died on the cross for our sins, he's the Lord of all, and that we've sinned against him but also the belief that he can change our lives if we confess of our sins and believe. Repent and believe, right? That's what it means to start a relationship with God. And it seems big and it seems crazy. It seems too hard to comprehend. But when you boil it down, it's this simple. It's a decision you have to make. Do I want my life to mean something or do I just want to have fun till I'm gone? Mm. Do I want my life to go on forever or do I want it to end in 70 years, right? But guess what? It doesn't end. All of you have eternal life no matter what. It's where you spend it. Yeah. You spend it in 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 with Christ, in his presence, in heaven, or are you going to spend it away from him, eternity in hell? Mm-hmm. Eternal life or eternal death? There you go. There you go. Eternal life or eternal death. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. We want you guys to find Jesus because we know that he can change your life because he's changed our lives and he can change your life. Yeah. And he wants to change your life and he proved it by sending his son to die on the cross. But we need to recognize that he is Lord of all, higher and more than we could ever imagine. And the only way is recognizing that he's the Lord of all. We've sinned against him. We need to believe, but he sent his savior. And if we put our faith in him and ask for his forgiveness, that he can change our life. Yep. 
All right. So listen, guys, we don't have anything else to say. We're going to be back next week. All right. We're going to talk again some more about this. So this week, I want to give you a little bit of a teaser. This week, we kind of talked about, hey, what's it mean to start that relationship with Jesus? What's it mean to make that decision? What's that really look like? And the next week, we're going to talk about like, okay, now that I've done that, now what? Right? Yeah. How do I maintain that relationship? How do I keep that going? How do I um, grow in it? Grow and 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 be this person Christ is calling me to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're going to help you guys through that. All right. And yeah. what can you do while you wait for the next week? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Come to go to church. To, you whatever can get a sneak it might peek. be. You can know right? what we're going to say before we yeah. see it. Read your Bible. Google it. How do I have a relationship with Jesus? All right. Now be careful what you click on. But there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good stuff out there. I promise you that. If, of course, if you ever need help, if you ever need direction, um, you can always message us. You can always find us. Uh, we're not hard guys to find. So we love you guys. We'll see you next week. And uh, we'll talk some more Jesus. Bye. Yeah. See you.